get up and do my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Yeah. Moving, doing it, you know. Yeah. Can I count it off? Go ahead. One, two, three, four. Get up, get on up. Welcome into get a Friday up. edition of the uh, Puck and Gas Show live from the Carter Volkswagen studio. We made it through day one of the NFL draft. We now turn our attention to day two of the draft. And congratulations to the gas man who I saw his big board that he released uh, today. You nailed every single pick. It's amazing you were able I, to get every single pick right. I, I think, you know, what happened. Kuiper right, and McShea right, right. and well, Rang and everybody else. What happens is I, I think that by waiting until the last possible moment, I'm able to factor in everything into my research that then allows me to make a little more educated guess as to what I think is going to happen. Oh, you made me laugh. I spit out my coffee when did I Did you really? Oh, yeah, I did. I did sure... you like that I crossed out yes. and, and put gas as big boy? It was funny, and it, it, it was the hard copy of the paper. Uh, it was beautiful. The what now? I'm the sorry. The old hard copy. Uh, the old hard, you know, where you get your hands a little dirty. Yep. Yep, so I'm still was, a subscriber. I like was, to point that out all the time. Uh, yeah, it was very fun. It was mm-hmm. I, I needed a good laugh this morning, and that yeah. gave me a good laugh. Good, because you, yeah, you're salty. You're a little salty, today, no. which is fine. No, you're a salty guy. You're, you're an salty guy. I just got emails. I, I'm answering I a lot of emails, and it's uh, so behind-the-scenes stuff. Heavy lies the head that wears the crown for right. years, and th- this is overdue that you're running a show. You're a very talented guy. I'm not just saying that. You're very good at this. Thank you. And and for years you had to carry Furness's mail yes. and that's like and you think that's a pain in the ass until you find out he's actually doing a lot and then the same thing with Chuck <laughs> and now all of a sudden you're in the hot seat like oh god I got I'm the guy who has to uh, interface with I don't have to do anything you should see the show ends at like twelve fifty five and by twelve fifty seven I'm in my car and leaving what did it's you the, decide yesterday on your way home because you had a, you had a, you were you were asking me what you were going to do was right. that was yesterday the day yesterday was the day we were commuting and yeah. uh, and and the Anthony Tim Furlman and I are oh, Tim sp- came in and, and I'm going to say oh, this God. as humbly as I possibly can we are so good at these ads now <laughs> that what used to take forty five minutes to an hour we knocked out two ads in like seventeen minutes ad lib both of them. And and so I was so I ended up taking the first express bus north, which was you know. So you didn't go train. Didn't go train. I like I like the train because it's a little more guaranteed. But it's you know the first express bus is like an hour. Early. What's Tim? Uh, what's what? Can we give a sneak preview? What's sure. on the horizon? Sure, we've got Marion Barry yet. I, I think we've got a rhubarb spot oh, coming up, uh, and we've got a Mother's Day spot. Those were already done, and then the two we did yesterday are for are for salmon because it's you know we're heading May. into May. May is salmon season. I love it. May is is when it's happening. Salmon. I, I'm not joking that when mm-hmm. I met him for the first time a couple of weeks you ago, were in it awe. was a bit. Of course, I was in awe. You were in awe. I had never met Tim for a moment. I would just hear the the wonderful yeah. spots for. Uh, for for Anthony's with you and him for years. Yeah. I've always wanted to meet Tim Furlman. Well, he's great. What's funny is you know, Tim is really really good at this, and Tim actually has a job. He runs their whole yeah, seafood right. company, and he. So we drag him down here, and he's not a radio guy, and he he's still every time we get the spots done, and and, and like Crochelle will be editing them, and he'll say, okay, we were seventy two seconds. We got to get that down, and and we've long since gotten past the let's do it again like no well let's cut some of what i'm saying and tim's always like no cut my part i'm like no we want more, more you less me yeah is what is the whole key to this so we we uh it's uh it's a fun thing and he does a great job uh it. it's another day it's a friday so it's it's a big friday show gas it's not it's a georgetown beer friday is it, it a free is, guillermo friday it's a free guillermo friday it is also a People's Court Friday. Mm. Is Puck a Schmuck Friday? Yeah. There's a lot going on today. We have Tony Softly at 11 o'clock. Tony, who was, again, 
Uh, I just sat back and, and anchored our, our late-night coverage last night from 7 to about 9.30, and really all I did was welcome back to the VMAC mm-hmm. and our 2018 NFL draft coverage brought to you by Coors Light, and then I shut up. And, and Tony was brilliant last night. Hugh and Chuck were great, how they, uh, they uh, were able to kind of throw in their opinions on everything. It, it, it was so easy working with those guys last night, and that, we did a great job. There's nothing more fun when your job on the radio is to stay out of the way. I'd do anything. Like, our job is to get in each other's way for three hours, sure. and it can be stressful. You know, right. you're interrupting. Or you're, but when you got, when you work with those guys and you're the anchor, you're like, all right, I only have, I got to get us in a break, out of a break, and then just stay out of the way. I watched the, the TV, watched the TV to make sure I could get the picks in on time, yeah. which I was terrible at, yeah. and that was it. And those guys were so good. Uh, all three of them last night with their breakdowns of all the picks, opinions on all of them, the uh, the fact that my God, we finally got to select a guy in the first round. I mean, I know we we've, we've done it uh, you know recently, but you know there was a thought they would trade out, but they didn't, mm-hmm. and they got and they fight they got a running back. You my got yeah. God, thank you. Now I I kind of wanted the guys, but whatever. Right, they, they got a dude, and everyone's heard of him. I mean, I've heard him before. We were talking on last night. You know, I'm a I'm a college football addict, mm-hmm. and I watch a lot of late night Saturday night. You know, the game kicks off at eight o'clock Mountain West. I've seen San Diego State play a bunch this year because right. it's always kind of the last game to play, like on CBS Sports Network. They're an underrated, fun team to yeah. watch. They're usually pretty good. They usually play in pretty good competition. The Mountain West yeah. is okay, and it it's a, it could be fun. And that so this fun this is I I mean I don't know you don't know no one right. you know Bill in you know Auburn doesn't know mm-hmm. how this is going to end up. But on paper, yeah, I love it. I, I love the pick, and I like I love the fact. They talked all offseason about upgrading the running game, and they did it last night. And it could have fallen into the Curtis Crabtree analysis where Crab Cakes talked yesterday about, look, if you're down in those the low numbers of the first round, if you're down in the 26, 27, sure. and you can trade to the second round and still get your guy, then, you know, why not do it? And I agree with him. But it sounded like they couldn't find a trade they liked. And so it's because people are like, well, you could have taken this guy in the second or third round. You know what? He's the guy you wanted. Your pick was up. Uh, you know they've outsmarted themselves. I think at times, like, hey, if this is the guy you want and he's available, and 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 you can't find a trade partner to get back a little, then why not take him? That's what I kind of liked about it. I, I, I kind of want him to go defensive line, but I don't mind going running back for the same reason you talk about. They, they, they need a running back. Yeah, and I'm sorry, a guy. I'm, I'm tired of counting on dial a back, which we've done for two years now. Oh. Let's get a guy and make him that. Is this the guy? We'll find out. But that was so frustrating last year to watch yeah. them just. Oh, this team was able to ram it down people's throats for years in in two various, two very different styles. Sean Alexander, with people, you know, he ran out of bounds too much. You know what? He gained a ton of yards. And then Marshawn, who never saw anybody he didn't want to hit, two different styles. But this team has been great at running the football for years. And now in the last couple of years, hey, look, it's Puck's Mailman is the new running back. Well, yeah. <laughs> I've seen him uh, move up and down my uh, my street. Yeah. He wouldn't be a good running back. Work. He's afraid of everything. My dog's the nicest dog in the world. He won't come ten feet in front of our. No, no I'm not going to come. I mean, she's a lab. <laughs> yeah, she's right. going to lick you to death, yeah, buddy. Don't worry nothing, about nothing her. Nothing bad's going to happen. There's no 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 uh, recorded history of a lab killing a human <laughs> I'm going being. Going to attack you. This um here's here's how bad the running back situation has been. I looked at it this morning. The last two years, basically post Marshawn. And really, that last year that Marshawn was here, you really you didn't have Marshawn. But Thomas Rawls that year was was pretty good. He yeah. was a welcome surprise. Looked like he was going to be. It's like, hey, here's yeah. the heir apparent. He's going to be the guy. He's the guy. The last two years, when you've had uh, Kristen Michael, Thomas Rawls, Alex Collins, 
C.J. Procise, Mike Davis, Eddie Lacy, Carson, <laughs> and J.D. McKissick. Jeez. Okay? The last two years, that group right there has combined for 588 carries for 1,640 yards. About three yards per carry? I'm going to repeat that again. <laughs> the last two years from running backs, running backs, not, I'm not, not Wilson, running backs, the last two years this organization has had a, has had a group of running backs that has combined for 1,640 yards on 588 carries. My wazoo math tells me that's 2.78 yards a carry. Think about how awful that this guy they just drafted, I get it's the Mountain West, had 2,300 yards last year in his senior season. Right. And, and look. And averaged seven and a half yards a carry. If, if the, I think they upgraded. If the Mountain West had never produced a good NFL running back, I'd be worried. Yeah, that's right. They do have a track record of, I think, one guy particularly coming from Certainly one guy jumps out from this yeah. school. But, I mean, they, they have over the years, this is not a terrible yeah. league. This is not drafting a guy from a D two or from a Division one double A or whatever. No. I mean, and some of them have been great too. You know, Walter Payton was a small collie. He was a one double A player. But the the fact of the matter is, I, I like I like the pick because of kind of how it played out. That he was available, and rather than trick around and go, let's trade down yeah. a little more and get, hey, we want him. He's available. Nobody's offering as much in terms of a package. Let's take him right now. Yeah, and I think that um, I was going to pull this up. Uh, yeah, okay, so he played in the Mountain West. And you have, oh, okay, well, it's the Mountain West. And, oh, my God, it's not the greatest competition in the world. And, again, all those things are accurate. Okay, you remember the game against the, the Huskies had against Arizona State, right? Remember that Arizona State defense? Did the Husky yeah. offense do much that day? It was disgusting. Right? Jake Browning didn't do anything. They yeah. couldn't run the ball, right? If you remember that yeah, game? It was, it was, it, it's, they, they, they cannot beat that team. Second game of the year for Rashad Penny at Arizona State. They won, uh, did at San Diego State. He had 18 carries, 216 yards. That's 12 yards a carry. He had four catches for 38 yards and a touchdown. So he, he blistered them. The next week against Stanford, which they beat Stanford by three, 20 to 17, he had 32 carries for 175 yards, 5.5 yards a carry, five grabs for 31 yards uh, in that game. He also, I believe, had one of the 60 or 70 yards in, in kickoff returns. So, yeah, Mountain West competition, no doubt. I get it. Against Pac-12 opponents, again, against a stingy Arizona State defense, he killed them. Against Stanford, who we regard Stanford, probably right behind Washington as the best defense in the conference, mm -hmm. really over the last few years. Right, sure. Well, he, he got 175 yards against them. I, I'm just saying that the dude, do you look at the last, I'm going to give you the last six, let's see, what is that, uh, five games of his season last year. Hawaii, 30 carries, 253 yards, two touchdowns. San Jose State, 20 carries, 234 yards, three touchdowns. Nevada, this, I remember watching this game, 24 carries, 222 yards, and two touchdowns. New Mexico, 22 carries, 203 yards, two touchdowns. And then in the uh, uh, your favorite, the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl against Army, 14 carries, 221 yards, four touchdowns. The last five games of the year, he uh, rushed for over 200 yards in all in all five games that the dude can play yeah yeah he and and again he's he's here's the other thing about this it's always kind of fun in the rearview mirror for all the goofing we do about everybody going nuts over analyzing the draft 
it would be my opinion that Pete Carroll, John Schneider, whoever else they have working on this particular guy in this particular draft, know more about this guy than anyone on earth knows about him. Yeah. I mean, they 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 didn't just throw a dart here. They they did. Uh, now again, we know it's an inexact science, but at some point you got to trust these guys, and and this is a guy that they had up there, and 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 you know, I'm I'm, I'm assuming the kid from Penn State was their number one running back. Sure, right, exactly. right, yeah. and they're like, well, if he falls to eighteen, well, I guess we'll take him. <laughs> You know, and he's off Someone the board. needed to release the picture of him doing bong hits. This is the second guy then on their board at that position. This is the guy that said, look, if he's there, when our pick comes up, we're going to have to take a look at it. Yeah. And, you know, it's it, it certainly is a position of need. He certainly has uh, the, the, the pedigree, the talent, the, the numbers you were just talking about there. This is, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it, and it's exciting to me to think that there's a first-round guy. I, I Maybe it doesn't matter if he's first or second, but I like the idea that they burned a pick in the first round. Well, Tony Softley said it yesterday, that, it, yeah, it's, it's, it is important yeah. to get a first-round talent. Right. And uh, they got it yesterday there in, uh, in Rashad Penny. All right, uh, we'll, uh, we'll continue to break down the draft coming up in our next segment. Really, the elephant in the room today is they have one, they have one pick. It's the 76 overall. It's in the third round. Now, this, will, this is going to get everybody, especially uh, – uh, news anchor Bill Wixie at Q13. They have the 12th pick in the third round. Oh, boy. Huh? Look uh, at that. Uh, the 12th pick in the third round. And the puck and gas listeners on the poll right now, we've got a hell of a race going. We'll throw one of them out. I, I, we, we put out there of our poll question today, I want the Seahawks next draft pick to be, and I gave you either D-line, O-line, O-skill. I don't have to explain that to the football savvy No, listeners. I think you're good. Uh, and DB or LB. And O-Skill, nobody wants him to take an offensive skill player. They took a running back. Why are we going to take him? We don't need a quarterback, so let's not burn a pick. So only 6% of those responding so far are saying offensive skill. But the other, the other, it is a three-way battle. 33% say DB or LB. 32% say O-line. 29% say D-line. We are a divided electorate. We are much like America right now. And you can make your voice heard at Gasman206. Well, there's some groundbreaking reporting going on this morning uh, in, talk, in uh, terms of Earl Thomas. They could trade Earl Thomas. They could keep Earl Thomas. They could actually give an extension to Earl Thomas. Wow. That, we'll that's... discuss next. <laughs> Puck and the Gas Man on your home for Seattle's best NFL draft coverage. Sports Radio 950, KJR. Yeah, let me tell you about my uh, my proud dad moment. I, right. I like proud dad moments. Uh, and Jackson, dad. I think at some point we're going to go down that road. About four or five years away. Four you and Jackson are having kids? We're going to have... We- we're just going to tell you later. It's Uncle Puck. I think that's Lunch awesome. Lunch with listeners. I think it's <laughs> awesome. Con- we, we're conceiving. It, 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 and that's exactly how it ought to be. You know what? We're a new society now. We don't, and this yeah. is really we not. We don't judge. As long as it isn't me carrying, we're good. I'll carry. Yeah, I want to add weight. Puck's got plenty of room in there. <laughs> I, I would like to just <laughs> really to lose, so go crazy to eat whatever I want. Can, can, you, can you imagine how? Oh, never mind. I was going to say something that would just open up a huge can of worms, and I, I don't feel like opening a can uh, of right. worms on a Friday, so we won't do it. But. All right, so my proud dad moment last night was I get home at eh, like 10 o'clock. We, mm-hmm. we wrap up with it, the VMAC, I think about 9.30, 9.45 mm-hmm. or something. Do you have the vampire with you? Make him stay out I late so he earns his oh, chops? Oh, I have a whole new story on the vampire. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen a picture of my son, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. His afro. He's yeah, got yeah, a surf. Right. He has. Uh, I don't put m- many pictures of them on social media just because that's, I don't know. I just don't do it. But, sure, I, I get it. But he has a, a, a giant surfer, 
blonde, curly afro. Mm -hmm. He looks like he literally is going to be surfing, mm -hmm. drinking beers on a beach with a bonfire and smoking lots of weed. I mean, that's right. what he looks like. Yeah, look, that's not going to surprise anybody if that's mm -hmm. how it ends up. I come home, and I told you about we had we had a, the the eight-year-old had a, uh, because of the play, uh, we had a lice incident. They right, everybody yeah, Everybody in this yeah, play had a yeah. lice incident. Uh -huh. This thing, I think, sparked my wife because she's going through the hair of both kids. And uh, my son, basically, because his hair is so big and poopy, he has, like, dreadlocks. Mm -hmm. And she got tired of going through, like, the dreadlocks to find if he's got lice. Cuts his hair. I mean, now she cut it damn short. Really, just cut it all off. Yeah. Mom has had enough of this crap. I Mom mean, is tired of looking for lice. His best quality. The only quality I have that I like about him that we keep him around is his hair. Is his hair, and now it's gone. And now it's gone. It'll grow back. Yeah, I know it's going to grow back, but but, it, but yeah. I, when I saw the picture of him, I started. I had cried inside. How, how is how's he about this? Does loves it. Loves, loves. I don't even recognize him yeah. for God's sake. I can see his face, and it's unbelievable. <laughs> but anyway, so I come home last night, share a share a share a, a glass or a bottle of wine with my wife when we get home, mm -hmm. and asking how the day is, the kids, all that, and she goes, "Oh, you'll you'll love what uh, uh, what what your daughter did." Sat down and watched the entire draft when we got home. Sat and watched it and wouldn't let your brother change the TV to go watch Pokemon <laughs> because all and my, my daughter's a huge sports fan. But she goes, the only thing she wanted to see and she cried when the round was over, cr mm -hmm. literally cried because Luke Falk didn't get drafted. Oh, look at that. And, and God, no, and I'm telling you, the, what this a dad, dad moment. Dad, because oh, what a great dad. Because moment. how do you explain to your eight-year-old daughter who loves Luke Falk? Look, he's not going to get drafted in the first round. It's just no, not going to happen. He should, but whatever. He, he, by all that's good and right, but it's not. But he's going to get. So she's sitting there the whole time. And she's sitting there. The Ravens are picking it. They take a quarterback with and the 30-second pick. she sees Lamar Jackson. He goes, I guess she turned him to my wife and goes, He's a quarterback. He's not as good as Luke Falk. Yeah, Luke right. Falk's better than yeah, him. Yeah, she's right. So, uh, so I had a chat with her this morning. I said, "Listen, he's going to get picked eventually. Uh, maybe, maybe today. Yeah, you know, right, maybe, yeah. maybe in the third round today. If not, he'll get picked on on Saturday." She's mm -hmm. like, "Well, doesn't make it right. He's the best one of the draft." There you go, right and there. I just, what a moment! I hugged her, kissed her on the forehead, and mm. said, "God, I, I'm so glad that I met your mother and we created you." <laughs> so what you said to her? Sent her on her way. That's what you said. You <laughs> yeah, did. That, that gives her a good thought to I'm go to school. I'm sure the does. birds and the bees. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. All right, so they have one pick today, mm -hmm. and that's uh, then the third round. It's the 76 overall for the 12 since 12. It's the 12th pick in the third round. So you can freak out over that. And then the big news today is going to be Earl Thomas. That again, where I'm having fun with people on Twitter because this is just what the NFL's turned into. I turned my back on you and Silver for one minute on Twitter, and now you're bickering with each other. Two it's of the just, guys I love the most, are you're, you're, you're taking shots at each other. It's just funny to me because, and, and he's not the only one. Ian Rappaport's done the same thing. Every NFL Everyone's guy does it. this. And so he, and Mike Silver said today, the Seahawks have listened to trade offers for Earl Thomas uh, from at least two teams. A deal could go down today or tonight. However, Seattle has enough cap room to make it work in 2018. Is preparing to have him on the roster this season. Okay, so basically they could trade him or they don't have to trade him and well, he can remain on the team. What I, what I would say is in defense of my man Silver there, he is saying specifically two teams. That there are two teams that have contacted the Hawks and have put an offer on the table, and now clearly the Hawks have a decision to make. And and I I think all of us who kind of watching it figure the Hawks can make this work, right? Or, or they'd have been much more aggressive in trying to get him out of here. So yeah, I I don't know. I I'm well. I, I love both of you guys. I don't want to see a big public bickering <laughs> no, thing between you and Silver. I, it's not. It's, I'm just being a smart ass. 
Uh, so Dallas has the uh, has the fiftieth overall pick in the second round, and then they have the eighty first overall pick there in the third round. So if you want to dance with Dallas, mm-hmm. those would I would think be, be the two picks that you would identify. They don't have another second round pick, and I guess the the question would be: Is that enough? If you're Seattle, is that enough to move a future Hall of Famer and a Pro Bowler, a second and a third round pick, the fiftieth and eighty first overall pick for Earl Thomas? The other question would be: Who's the other team? That's knocking true. at the door. Because yeah. we all would have surmised that one of them has got to be Dallas. But you, you've got to figure whoever the other team is, it's got to be a really good team because you'd have to be able to think to yourself, we can get, you know, we'll get Earl to want to stay with us because we're good right now, whether it's whether it's the Eagles, whether it's the Patriots, whether it's, a, you know, and, and which kind of gets back to my point that I want them to keep him because I think the Hawks are still, even if they're at the bottom of that list, I think right. they're on the list of good NFL teams still. I didn't. It wasn't a disaster last year. It was, kicking was a disaster. Well, and I think you can start, I mean, you can, you can start to look at perhaps the team's uh, that are in the second and, and third round, but you know specifically in the second round, what are what are teams that could use someone, you know, like Earl Thomas? But to your point, still are competitive because you're right. If if a team's going to acquire him, like Dallas is in a window where they make a few moves, they're right back in it. I mean, mm-hmm. they've got young talent. Right, that's a good football team. They took a step back last year. That's a good team, though. Right, you need someone who's rebuilding, like really is not good and is not even thinking about the playoffs. They would be idiots to go trade for Earl Thomas. Why, right. why would you want Earl Thomas? Because he's not going to do a long-term right. deal. He'll do a long-term deal in Dallas, and I think there's a handful of other teams he'd consider doing a long-term deal with. Uh, but they'd have to be teams that again are thought. I mean, you know, w- would I don't think they'd ever do this. But what if it was the Rams offering you some kind of a great package to get Earl Thomas? I wouldn't trade him within the division. I wouldn't trade him anyway. I like him. Oh, you wouldn't him. trade? Oh, I hate trading players within the division. Oh, yeah. God, no. No, no you don't want to do no that. No way right? would I want them to trade with the Rams. Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing. You don't have to be married to sending him to Dallas and letting him have his wish. Right. I mean, his yeah. wish is to go to Dallas. You don't have to like, all right, fine. You can you right. can go to Dallas. We'll do everything we can to get you to Dallas there, Earl. It just doesn't seem like a, a team that doesn't think they could keep him is going to put an offer on the table. So if Silver's right, the two teams have put in an offer. And I would trust Mike. He's generally pretty sharp on this stuff. Then it's fun to speculate who the second team would be. Yeah, I just will, and we'll wait and see. I mean, I I think that this will be the biggest storyline today. I mean, he said it over and over again last night. Did did John Schneider? Hey man, this is we want more picks. Did he keep saying man? Man, a lot of, hey, man. Lot of brother. Oh, you know, have you you've never gone out there for this? No. So him and and Schneider, or excuse mm-hmm. me, him and Carol Schneider mm-hmm. and Carol. It's like a it's like a duo stand up yeah. comedy. Yeah. And it's it's like Abbott and Costell. They are just all they want to do is entertain themselves, right? And that's all they do, right? Which is why I kind of have fun with the draft. It's fun. they're I mean, having fun. Pete's sneaking up on you. It's wacky, isn't it? Yeah. Well, oh, look at how wacky our coach is. Schneider's just a big smartass anyway, so yeah. I thoroughly enjoy him. Mm-hmm. And he's just, anytime someone asks him a question, he's always has kind of a smartass response back to him. And I, it's funny, I laugh. Right. Um, but it was great. Our guys got shot outs left and right last night. Yeah. I mean, he's given he's given softly a shot out. Holmgren. Mm-hmm. We had we had I believe two or three. That's a great question, Hugh. Yeah, there you I go. I mean that justifies us being there. Yeah, and I I should correct the record here. I was my my last, and I think this is my walk off draft appearance was the Russell Wilson. The last thing okay. I ever did on a KJR draft show was talk with Hugh about the Russell Wilson pick because it was near the end of our broadcast when okay. it happened, 
And it was, I think it was the second day. Wasn't he taken on the second day? Uh, so he'd been a third-round yeah, pick. third-round pick, yep. Because the first day we were over at Dino's, I remember. Yeah. And I, I, did a first, I anchored the first-round show from over there, and then we came over. Did a French dip at Dino's? I don't remember specifically if I did or not. But uh, I probably had a hot dog with uh, with ketchup. Stop but it. um and then we went, and so that was it. And then I thought, well, why would I ever do another draft show? This is really the greatest example ever of what I feel about the draft, which is who the hell knows? <laughs> right. I mean, come on. We can analyze and analyze and analyze. It's like, hey, Russell Wilson, he's too short. They burned a pick. Why'd they sign Matt Flynn? This is stupid. And, and as I always say, oh, you're picking on Hugh. No, I'm not. Everyone in the Seattle media felt that way. Hugh was just the most vociferous about it. And look what's happened. He ends up being the greatest quarterback they ever could have taken, and it and it, does that mean they're geniuses? No, it just you know it's like well I guess they were talking Richard Sherman. If if they were geniuses, they would have taken him in the first round. Right. They waited until the fifth round. Every team kept swinging and missing on him, and look at how great he's as dynamic a player as I ever watched. And I think the uh, I think the guy said it this morning. I don't know if it, it was if it was Buck or Chuck, but uh, or I think maybe it was even Hugh. I think it was Hugh when they he was on with those guys. Buck Chuck or the Duck. Buck. Why Chuck aren't or they duck. calling it Buck Chuck and the Duck? I, I, that's it would be a what great the hell? Why the are they not? Why is our morning show not Buck Chuck and or Chuck Buck and the Duck? Yeah. How about the Diamond? I, <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else. The, but I think he was on with those guys and said, you know, you got to give, you know, a, probably a big reason why Baker Mayfield. If I just transition, speaking of Wilson, why Mayfield was selected yesterday, number one overall. One, he's he is a talented quarterback. Obviously, he's going number one. But because Russell Wilson, the what Russell Wilson has been able to do in this league has probably opened the door for a lot of the other teams to think about a quarterback that is not that tall. I mean, he's under right. 6'1". He's, right. six, he's six feet, what, three eights or something like that. Right. So he is not a prototypical quarterback. I mean, he is, I think, roughly the same size or a little shorter there uh, than Drew Brees. But because of Wilson's success, Scott McLuhan, we talked a lot about Scott McLuhan yesterday, his influence on the Seahawks draft. And, and his departure from the Seahawks and, and how the Seahawks kind of taken a step back since he left. He is advising Cleveland right now. Mm-hmm. He was here when they drafted Russell Wilson. So he obviously is, n- is not shy about taking a small quarterback. Right. And and you know, their their draft yesterday is interesting because, again, here is this the latest? And, and what's interesting with Mayfield is, yeah, he's got some, inter- some, some funny things about him, but he appears to be a, a burning competitor. You know, the funny things about him aren't, boy, he seems to party a lot, and he's got, you know, I, mean, I don't think, right? I mean, that, that's not... There that's hasn't not the, been, I mean, there... You know, it's not like Manziel, where there was... Well, like, see, everyone keeps saying that, and, and I I don't know, man. I, I want to, before I, I guess I say, well, he never did any of that stuff. I, I can't remember in college, Johnny Manziel, was there a bunch of videos and stories of him in college, like... Losing his mind. I, I, was that more when he got drafted? I, I'm not sure. He, now I, he always was Johnny Football. That he was a he was the big man on campus. Well, right. so was Baker Mayfield's the big man on campus. Right. I don't remember in college. Maybe I'm wrong. Johnny Manziel running away from cops and getting tackled by police. Did I don't that remember happen? that. Yeah, but you like to see. I mean, the fact that he got tackled is the concern there. Well, you would think that if you're Cleveland, you want Mayfield to be able to get away from cops. Right. That would that would make sense. So I, I mean, got forgot about that. So there is that. Four. I'll be interested to see because I think whoever's going to lead Cleveland out of this decade of darkness they've been in is going to have to have some swagger. I don't think a, a milk and cookies guy is going to do it. I think you're going to need a whiskey drinker to get to get you know, to, <laughs> to to overcome the the. And I'm, I'm speaking metaphorically here no, to overcome. No, What's happened in that in that town? Well, I think that I think that um, that's interesting because how many I can't remember who I was I was chatting with this about this the other day. You know how many guys that you take as a quarterback mm-hmm. 
you know how how many of those guys are like that? Have the you know the 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 bravado? Everyone says the swag. Right. How many right. of those guys are loud? And now I mean now I don't mean this is a is a bad a bad term. You know the the, the, the well the cockiness being the the being so arrogant. I There's mean, an arrogance are, to being yeah. good. How many of those guys do you want? Have you seen recently being CEOs of your football team? Mm-hmm. I think Newton falls into that. Yeah. You know, and I think that I don't know if Jameis Winston falls in. I don't think he does. I, I, Some I, would maybe perceive him to fall into that. I think Brady does. Coming out though, I think Brady has. He well, maybe he was like that in Michigan. Yeah, he's he's developed it, but I mean Brady's. An, he rants on the sidelines. He's an arrogant guy, yeah. and he's he's earned that. I always talk about the arrogance of a champion. Bill Jackson's the most arrogant guy who ever walked the earth, but he won ten NBA titles. You know, at mm-hmm. some point you go, "Jesus, this guy actually is pretty good at this." You know, so. So I mean, yeah, I, I know it's it, it's going to be interesting. I I think I do agree. You know, when it comes to like Mayfield and Manziel, I mean, you can't completely compare those guys because it's unfair to Mayfield mm-hmm. to be compared to him. Uh, yes, Jackson. I did have this that I looked up. Uh, Manziel in his freshman season was uh, arrested. Okay, uh, he was accused of disorderly conduct, failure to identify himself to police, and having a fake ID. Was that so, a Texas? Uh, was he at a party? Did he even get in trouble yeah, when he's at the University see. of Texas? He did something, I think, if yeah. I remember correctly. So he was a redshirt freshman, okay. and he was all that. He ultimately pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor charge for failing to properly identify himself to courts, okay. uh, possessing a fake driver's license and charges of disorderly so conduct. So when I just, and, and it's, I hear a lot, I, I hear that all the time, and I probably uttered, well, he's not Johnny Manziel. Well, okay, so that was when he was what? Manziel was what, a freshman? Yes. Okay. Well, Mayfield is, is acting like that as a senior captain of a football team when he was mm-hmm. supposed to be, quote, mature. Right. So, right. I mean, I think there are some – there's some red flags. There's red flags to everybody. He has a red flag of being kind of immature, grabbing his crotch on the sidelines, the flag in the middle of the – all those things. Now, if that doesn't bother people, I get it. It doesn't necessarily bother me. But, you know, for some teams, and clearly didn't bother Cleveland, they took him number one. I just, again, think with him, he's either going to be a home run or he's going to be a bust. I well, don't think there's a middle ground. And, and that might be true of every quarterback in the first round. This was yeah, a particularly right. flamboyant class of quarterbacks, these five guys. I oh, mean, Rosen's a, all pissed off at the world. And, yeah, and, and, and the poor kid from Wyoming suddenly is, oh, my God, look at these <laughs> tweets from 19 years ago. You know, yeah. it, it, the Louisville guy, well, how's he going to react? He was the Heisman guy two years ago, and now he barely gets trapped. I mean, there's... There's a lot of intrigue with these guys, and the guy that doesn't really make much of the noise is is Darnold, and Darnold may end up being the, the you know the Ooh. best pick of the of the draft. But again, he's young and still probably could benefit of staying in school for another year. But he might have the the higher upside. Who's the guy who had the blow up hot tub in his dorm room? Jo- Rosen. That's, that's that awesome. photo just cracked me up. That's like so the- he was a freshman, <laughs> and you know the girl in that photo. Yeah, she was a University of Arizona student. Mm-hmm. She flew up like she she had a. I think the story is she had a sign when they were playing yep. down there, right? Yep. Exactly. And she says, "I I love Josh Rosen." And, and next he, thing you know, she's in a hot tub. Next next room. thing you know, she drives up to L.A. and is in a hot tub in his dorm room. <laughs> no way she drove. She flew right from Tucson. Well, I don't think it's not that far of a drive, is it? Tucson well, to L.A. Ten hours. It's, well, it's she's a young kid. Yeah, she flew. Okay. Come on, she's hopped got, up on amphetamine. She, she, she she's not going. College? She's not going up to hop in a hot tub with this dude without flying. She wants to. She wants to present. You know. Yeah. Well, you never know. And the next thing you know, yeah, they made and my Shiraco's outside. Where can I park it? They made they they uh, they made him get rid of it. They it violated the dorm policy at UCLA. He had to get I'm, rid of the hot tub. I'm sure it did. Yeah, I remember my roommate my freshman year tried to build a sauna in our shower <laughs> in, in the dorm shower, and I'm like, this is 
you're not going to be able to get away with this. Like, well, let's try. It's like, all right, this is the dumbest thing I've ever I seen. I had the standard thing, and, and my frat was just uh, was a black light and stars on my ceiling. Yeah, there you go. That was standard. That Any, was anybody standard. besides you ever see the stars? Uh, not really. Uh, <laughs> hey, can I tell you my rough, proud husband rough. moment next? Because you uh, had a proud yes, dad moment. absolutely. You had a proud husband moment, I got, and you're going to like this. I all think. right, we'll do that next. More, we'll uh, break down the draft more coming up at 11 o'clock. Also, uh, Tony Softly, uh, more on the draft. And D. Gordon, Flash Gordon at 11.30. we got to talk a little Mariners, red-hot Mariners baseball. They're 14-10 and 10, uh, with their big win last night. Radio. Now back to Puck and the Gas Man on your home for Seattle's best NFL draft coverage. Sports Radio 950, KJR. Welcome back to stop the... Uh, play <laughs> some what? music for Christ. Gee, I mean, come on. I've been now, we can go back to... Oh, we have to play. I've this is from Purple Sheet. Yeah. We have to play NFL music. I guess. You know what? You know, I'll get in trouble. Okay? That's not what's going to happen, and you know it. He's yeah. on a deep dive. Whatever the hell that means. He's listening right now. That's what it means. Oh, is that a, what yes. a deep dive? He's, listening he's now? not listening right now. Yes, no he is. He, no, he's yeah. not. He's Purple right. Sheet, call me right now if you're listening. Rich. He's having a Bloody Mary Rich, and relaxing. text me right now. Just Text me if you're listening. Rich, uh, don't contact me under any circumstances. Leave listened, me alone. He hasn't listened to a show I've done in years. This is why I have a job still. Once, yeah. once he listens, then I'm out. He's, he's figuring, okay, you know, gas survived 22 <laughs> years. It should be okay. We'll just lock he him in there. He the garage. Three he hours. A day, I don't have to listen to anything. I can actually get some work done around this zoo. Um, all right, coming up on the show, uh, Tony Softley also, uh, as I mentioned before, will join us at the top of the hour. D. Gordon, Flash Gordon. Mm. We got to get a little M's in today. Hey, best they game of the year yesterday awesome. for my money. Awesome game. Best game of the year. They just looked. They had their lineup for the first oh, time. This was great. They looked good. Paxton looked good. It's so fun watching Fast Eddie work yeah. right now. We, we beat a guy on the mound who looks like he robbed a liquor store. Yeah, And absolutely. Mike Clevenger, so that's good. Now we get Corey Kluber today. We'll shove it down. Because we have the pitching uh, uh, advantage tonight. We have Ramirez against Corey Kluber. I'm I'm all in on Ramirez. We've already beaten Kluber once this we year. We have. We knocked him out. Beating Kluber's gotten boring yeah. for this team, Kluber frankly. overrated. Kluber. Hey, so, so let me tell you what happened last night at the Gastonau house. Oh, yeah, I think you, you get have a, a kick proud, out of it. You have a proud husband moment. I'm, I'm not, it's not even a proud husband moment. Just It's an example of where I am in my life. What I've accomplished <laughs> in 57 years on the good green earth. Sitting at home, Renee gets home last night. She started a new job a few weeks ago. Okay. And uh, she's doing some sales, and it's uh, it's a really cool job. It, it involves uh, you, you know uh, green technology and, and new buildings and helping make yeah. buildings more environmentally. It's a really cool company. And... She comes in last night, and 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 she's got kind of. And I I'm not even thinking. As always, I'm very selfish. I'm like, all right, I got I got I got dinner. I'm getting ready, and I'm watching the hockey game. I'm doing the you know doing. A, I'm 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 so so. And she finally, hey, guess what? And I go, what? And she goes, I made my first sale. I'm like, oh my god, this is fantastic. She's got a bottle of champagne that they gave her to sell. She made a big sale, you know, international sale with a company in Dubai. I'm like, this is really unbelievable. So we sit down. I'm like, tell me all about it. And as you would expect. When you're excited about something, she it unloads everything, gives yeah. me every last minor detail of what happened, and I'm so proud of her. I'm I'm so excited. She's she's had a couple of weird job situations, so she's in this cool thing now. And they, I said, what the, how'd they react when you got the sales? She goes, oh God, they got a bottle of champagne out. We all had a little little sip of champagne, and at the end of the day, they bought me this nice bottle of champagne. And I'm like, God, I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited. So blah 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 blah. And she finally finally unwinds everything, and she goes, well. So how was your day? And I go, well, it's good. She goes, well, what happened? And I go, well, 
I got Mike Holmgren to admit that having to scheme against an actual live monkey that could be taught how to blitz would be problematic. And she looks at me, and I'm like, she closed a deal in Dubai. I got Holmgren to admit that it would not be easy having to stop an actual live monkey on the field. <laughs> yeah, this is this is where we are. I'm still sitting in a dorm room in college, coming up with stupid jokes. She's actually making the world a better place you know, through sheer hard work. Uh, that's it. That's us in a God, nutshell. That, you know what? That is so funny how much we parallel because my wife, who just started a new job herself. Just the other day, did kind of the same thing. Maybe she's working yeah. for these uh, oh, encore media. They do like if you go to plays, like the Playbills or mm-hmm. the City right. Arts yeah. Magazine. Yeah. They do advertising for for them. And she she's, did something down in San Francisco, yeah. and she did something similar to that. And any, but it takes me back to anytime she asks me, "How was your? What'd you do on the show today?" I don't know. We did a, a mock draft of breweries. Yeah, we did fart jokes. I mean, this, <laughs> this is it. You're, 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 we're working, we live with people, we're in love with people that are making the world a better place, or at least being productive. I mean, What I, are we doing? Nothing. We do nothing. We, we, we sit there and analyze and talk about sports. Yeah. That's all we do. I, I was reminded of that yesterday. I think I, when I went, I think I, Bucky and I were back in the, the Seahawks uh, dining room, was going into the carving station for like the third time for me, and I just, I, I think I looked at him and said, Boy, we have a good life right yes. now. We, we work like three hours a day. We, we get a free here? food, and we, we get to talk about sports. I'm yeah. a little nervous about the next time I see Coach because because I, I thought he was very generous by admitting that stopping it. And we started all this because Pete Carroll, one of his draft clues, was a great video of a monkey stealing a hubcap. I, I must have watched it 500 times. I think it's uh, the funniest thing I've ever so seen in my life. And I, it got us to thinking, could you draft a monkey? Is yeah. there anything that prohibits that? And and, and Holmgren, is, 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 he's so great because he's like, yeah, that'd be problematic. But, you know, seriously, guys, it's draft day. I mean, he got yeah. right back down to business. He wasn't suffering my foolishness. You know, one thing to keep an eye on today, and, and I don't know if this is where he would go, but, you know, there was some buzz yesterday about, and there's going to be buzz today, about Shaquem Griffin. Right, yeah, with yeah. Shaquille's brother, mm-hmm. third round pick could be at seventy six. Could you could see him uh, go today? And and again, the storyline of him landing in Seattle would oh, be great. Would, would that be, be one of the kind of all time real cool stories in sports? Now, listen, you're not the Seahawks shouldn't draft him because it's going to be a cool story, and you yeah. can team him up with his brother. You should draft him because the guy's a productive football player on the field. They've always talked about getting guys with grit. They talk about guys who've overcome adversity in their life. Shaquem Griffin has overcome an, uh, adversity in his life. Uh, the man can play football and play it at a very high level with one hand and is a hell of a football player. And if you watch how his season ended at Central Florida, go back and watch the tape of their bowl game against Auburn. Yeah, you have yeah. any doubt of whether or not that kid can play in the NFL, watch that tape. I think that will be an interesting storyline today. One, where will he go, right. and will he go to Seattle? And where's our guy Tyrell Crosby going? The other Morris Trophy winner, Vita Vea, goes to Tampa Bay. He's probably going to go today, right? And that one we'll see analysis of the cross. I'd love to see the Hawks take him. If you're an offensive lineman fan, you, you know he'd he'd fill a nice. He's big, and he and he he when when he won the Morris Trophy, the the word in the Rob Rang world was probably about a fourth round pick, and he has worked and worked yeah. and worked, and he's now in a lot of analysis a second round guy, right? Right, slick, yeah. So he's he's had a good. You know, this time from January to April is really important for those guys. Yeah. In terms, are you moving up or are you moving down? Good job, uh, and, and great to see uh, Vita. I love Vita Vea. I mean, he is just a stud. I was hoping just something, something come out. You know, some team leaks something. Yeah. Like, uh, like Josh Allen, he would slide down to 18, but he didn't. He goes, uh, he goes uh, number 12 to uh, Tampa Bay. So good there for Vita Vea. And, and we'll watch today. We'll see if uh, my guy Luke Falk would get uh, selected. 
uh, today in the third round. If uh, if not today, uh, certainly uh, on Saturday he will get selected. Tony Softly, who was all over it yesterday, our executive here at 950 KJR, he'll join us next uh, to break down what he, what he saw yesterday and also preview what's going to be happening later today in the NFL Draft. Uh, rounds uh, two and three coming up later.